Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I am joined by Dr. Brandy Victory, who is a quantum functional health specialist and also a fellow chiropractor, but she is leading the movement of helping people shift from overwhelm, excess weight, fatigue, and pain to accessing their vitality and well-being by optimizing their bodies and lives. Once afflicted with bipolar, manic depression, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, hypothyroidism, and being suicidal, doctors said she'd be on medication for the rest of her life. She's not been on meds for over 25 years and lives a vibrant, turned on life and is excited to share the message of well-being for those ready to upgrade their own level of well-being. So Dr. Brandy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I uh, gather there's quite a story that you have to kind of your journey and where you've gotten to. And I, I'm excited to have someone else on here that I can actually talk about the quantum <laughs> level of things. Cause my listeners know that like, I allude to this thing called quantum healing, but I haven't like dived deep into that. So we can do that. But before we do, I'd love, and I'm, I'm sure listeners would appreciate just kind of hearing some of your journey and how you've gotten <clears throat> to this place of doing what you do. Absolutely. Happy to share. Um, and happy to talk quantum all day long. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Let's do that. That's yeah. where true healing happens. Anyway, so I'm Dr. Brandy Victory. I am a quantum functional health practitioner and a chiropractor. And, you know, all of those things are tools in my tool belt that I've gathered along the way to at, in this journey of unfoldment that I've been on, as we all are. Uh, when I was younger, as you've just described, I had a slew of things. I was 12 sizes bigger than I am now, intense chronic fatigue to where I could like my greatest successes some days were getting out of bed and brushing my teeth. Like, and then I would get right back in bed. Right. And, and then the fibromyalgia, like intense pain in my body and, and bipolar manic depression, which I will gladly say I have recovered from. And I believe the reason why I've recovered from all of those things actually is because of the quantum healing work and the functional uh, health work that I did with other doctors that helped me find my path here. Um, I, I, I was suicidal. I mean, that was just really where I was at. You know, there was this time where it just felt like I was not even like I was taking up space and breathing air that somebody else should be breathing because I just have nothing to give. Like it felt like I didn't even have a purpose and would didn't even belong, you know? And then there was this self-hatred that also turned towards my body. So I would really hate on myself in very bad ways. And, you know, when you start condemning yourself over and over and over again, uh, you don't really want to be here anymore. (laughs) So um, luckily by a turn of events, after having what I thought was my last conversation with God, uh, I'm I'm here today to share the story that uh, a healing can happen and does happen and is always available to each and every one of us when we say yes. 
And I think, you know, for anyone listening that needed to hear that, that's like part of why we show up and do this is sometimes we just need to hear that it is possible. And I know it can also feel impossible or like a pipe dream or, you know, there's overwhelming to think about how you actually get from wherever you are to where you want to be. And that's where quantum comes in. So I'm excited to have, you know, kind of that that conversation, but for those listening who might be in that place, because I, with mental health in particular, and maybe this is going to be some of our topic for this, like pandemic did not help that, <laughs> you know, no, it didn't. did not help our addictive tendencies or, you know, whether it's substances or emotions or depression, like we all deal with kind of perpetuating these cycles that are not healthy and not serving us in many ways. And that didn't help. So I guess let's start with like, where do you start? How do you start to impact those patterns that maybe are running you? It's a great question. Thank you. Um, you know, first I just want to back up because yeah, there's probably, there's people that may be hearing this that are like, seems like a pipe dream, but there's also people that may be hearing this that doesn't need, can't even see the pipe dream because when yeah. you're in the depth of, of depression that much and dysfunction that much and you feel like you're never going to be well and you've tried all the things because I tried all the things you know and um it, it just seems like it may never end and and the, I just want to speak to that because I absolutely believe that each and every person here on this planet has a reason for being here we have people who love us we have people we're here to stand up for we have a purpose we have some unique gift to share our brilliance, our radiance, our light with the world. And if we are constantly condemning ourselves and not giving us a space, just open the door, the open the window, open the shade just a little bit to create a little bit of space so that some light can shine in on you. And that in itself is a choice to say, yes, that I'm going to, I'm going to take a deeper breath today. I'm going to actually go out in the sunshine today and just feel the warmth on my skin. And in that, can I find an, an inkling of joy or pleasure and just feeling the warmth of my, of my skin or, or the breath moving into my body or the touch of my puppy or my cat against my skin? And I believe the more that we can begin to feel into our sensory experience, experience in our personal body and find pleasure there, then that that's all we have to do is follow that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that starts to shift our emotion and our experience. Like when we're so focused in the self-hatred and the, you know, the negative, the guilt, the shame, the whatever's under there. Um, And I've recently been on a bit of a journey with this myself. So that may come up or may not, but you know, like, giving ourselves permission to experience something else really is what it, you know, what it comes down to like. And permission to be yeah, here and be in the body because we're like, it's easy when you're in those places to be caught up. It doesn't, even if you're not in those places, it's easy to be caught caught up in your head. You know, if it's not, I'm worried about my depression and how I'm affecting my family and how I'm not showing up. It could be, I'm worried because I'm not, my business isn't big enough or, you know, whatever the world is a mess and I have no power over it. And, you know, like, it's so easy to be in the head. And when we're there, we disconnect from our sensory experience of being embodied. 
So if we can just come back to that understanding that, yes, we have purpose here. It's important to be embodied. So like to, for instance, today I had this, uh, re- I'm, I'm in this really amazing place in my life right now where I'm just like, ah, I'm just so high on life. And, and, and just, it's like when you have a new relationship or you're having really good sex and it's like, everything is in divine order. Like that's where I'm at in my life right now. And I just had this conversation with a girlfriend and, uh, and it really lit me up and I could feel that I was coming out of my body. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. And I'm about to drive my car. I'm like, okay, I'm, I have to like, okay, where are my feet? pat my body, like be in the body, you're driving a car. Like it's a process, right? <laughs> Where I have to like yeah. be reminding myself to be in the body because I'm really good at leaving. I've, I've, I'm an expert at leaving the body, right? But that in that leaving, then we don't experience the fullness of being alive. And, and I absolutely see us humanity, especially the feminine, because we are the birthers on this planet, the creators. you know, there's, there's heaven, right? We look up and it's infinite sky, heaven, and then there's earth. And then in that little space between is humanity. (laughs) And so if we're going to bring in the creative force, the light, the radiance, the new expansion of consciousness onto this planet, it can't just go from heaven to earth. It has to have a conduit. And so we're the conduit. And so, so recognizing that, oh, that we're a conduit of whatever you call it, God, love, light, source, higher self, awareness, wisdom, uh, we're the conduit for that. Can we just, can that be enough? Can that be enough? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I just got goosebumps. So we're about to, ladies listening, we're about to dive into kind of what, what the hell is quantum healing? And, and what <laughs> look like? that, that's essentially what we're talking about. And you know, and in chiropractic, we, and we can probably talk a little bit about that too, but cause I actually haven't delved into it much on the show, but, um, you know, we always talk about innate intelligence and kind of this above down inside out healing. And this is what we're getting to because, you know, we tend to, and in, in Western medicine in particular, and you, I'll have you jump in whenever Dr. Brandy, but you know, it tends to be very like, it's about what's going on in the cells and then working backwards. And so we actually like where true healing comes from is this downward, they call it downward causation. So it starts in our spiritual connection and relationship, whatever that looks like for you. You know, I identify as a Christian and in the Bible, it actually says that Jesus says at one point, it's like you are in me and I am in you. Like, this is what we're talking about. And then where we heal is when we tap are able to tap into that. And so it becomes this connection between, you know, and you can interrupt me whenever you want, but like we are the physical embodiment of that. So we have to have this connection to it, but we also have to be present in our body because ultimately we're energy and our, our physical being is like the expression of that energy. I can geek out here. So in, in looking at this, like, where do I, where do we, where do we even start with this? You know, so how, how, how for you, what does it look like to start kind of connecting? And it sounds like you're capable of going into like, consciousness is essentially where that is, where you're almost leaving your body behind and just like in this elevated place that it's almost like an orgasmic experience. So how, what are the tools you use to like bridge the two and stay? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That there's, that's great. And that's essentially what, what I like spending my life around. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just want to kind of back up for just a second. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of maybe give some some, a a deeper understanding. So here it is. I'm just going to lay it out there. 
drugs don't heal. Like we're never going to, a relationship doesn't make us whole. Right. And we're so often looking outside of ourselves for something to make us better, to, to fill the gap. Right. Um, I was just going through a practice the other day and I was like, I could tell I was, I was starting to eat really fast. I used to be, I had obsessive compulsive disorder with food. So my relationship with food is a very important uh, piece of, of life for me. And yeah. so I pay attention to how my relationship is with food. And so I'm, here I am, I'm like eating really fast. I'm like, oh, I'm just like inhaling my food, right? And I'm like, okay, stop. What is it that I'm hungry for? Because obviously I'm hungry or I wouldn't put something in my mouth. And it has to be something more than food because otherwise I would just be enjoying the process of eating food. I was trying to feed something else. Right. So I go and I just get my journal out and I'm like, I'm hungry for, and I just start listening, listening to be seen, to be felt, to be heard, to be, to be loved, to be nourished. What is that? What does that mean to be nourished? Right. And then just kind of going into a riff on my journal about, Ooh, what would, and what, what nourishes me now today is different than what nourished me before. And I'm just sharing this because these little types of self-inquiry and really writing it down, I think has been an important, important piece for me personally uh, to get it out of my system and on paper and, and to go back and read that stuff is really powerful as well. Um, or, and, or to continue the process over days, weeks, and months, you can ask yourself the same exact question day after day after day. And I'm telling you, if you do that for a month, at the end of those 30 days, you're going to be revealing stuff to yourself that you had no idea lived inside you or that needed to be seen or wanted to be felt and seen. Right. Um, So, so there's, there's this aspect of, of what we've been taught to do is really look outside of ourselves to, to be, to be fulfilled. I need more food. I need a different relationship. I need my man or my partner or my woman to show up in a different way because I'm not feeling good about what's happening. Uh, I need drugs to heal my Mm -hmm. heal my problem. I need surgery to remove my problem. Right. And, and we're, we're constantly, and we're taught, we're grown up in a society that really cultivates that, that consciousness. And I'm just here to say that it, nothing that is, that is going to be completion for you, wholeness, wellness, complete wellness for you is going to be outside of you. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. And it's, it's not easy to do either because I, you know, we also live in such a disconnected world at this point. It's like, we are constantly distracting ourselves. And I, since January, but probably this year have really just been like having awareness and attention to where do I go to just disconnect? It's like, I read a book or I check Facebook or I, you know, and yeah. in those moments that you're doing that, can you instead like ask yourself what you need right now, especially, mm-hmm. you know, same with like, weight loss or any of this stuff. It's like, we're con- like the next diet, the next thing. And no, <laughs> if it hasn't worked yet, there's something going on in here that is preventing, you know, true healing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And it is hard because, you know, with technology, like I'm not, I, I am technology adverse. <laughs> so being on social media is not my game. And I, I actually had to work in therapy on this because I'm like, but I need to do this to grow my business. And my therapist was like, really do you? And I gave it up and I'm like, Whoa, my whole world is opening up now. Cause I'm not like beating my head in a box that doesn't fit for me. Um, so it's just fascinating, but you know, with technology, we have, 
we have the flicker rate and the blue light and the likes, right? We all want to be liked and those, those flickers and those blue lights and all the likes, they just like increase dopamine, our feel good neurotransmitters in our brain and our body. And so we just go in to tap, to get a little bit, to get a little bit. There's, there's, I trust me, even though I'm not a social media person, I will get involved in, in watching reels on, on Instagram. And my rule is don't take Instagram to bed. Like my technology does not go to bed with me at all. It's really prefers not to live in the bedroom at all. Uh, but I'll find like, if I'm home alone, I'll be like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. And then at one point I was having this question, this conversation with myself. Okay. Just, just five minutes, just five minutes. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, look at this. This is addiction. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hugely. And I think when we can recognize that and, you know, when we hit a certain point, you know, I, I use technology to an extent, and I would love to know how you transformed around not needing social media to grow your business because so, so much a limiting conversation for so many people, but um, this isn't so much a business podcast, but uh, you know, and I, I find just as another example, I go to like, I consume novels that are not serving me in any way except to escape my life. And I finally recognized that that's what those were. And so I would, you know, the last thing I was thinking about at night, because I would read before I go to sleep is like someone else's reality. And it's like, mm. hmm, that's not really being connected to myself. Mm. Um, mm. You know? Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I, you know, I would say, and can there be space for that? Yeah. And I think there totally can in a healthy way. And it's yeah. very possible to use it as an escape. Yes, for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. for people like you and me, cause it sounds like we kind of vibe on the same vibe that, you know, every day I wake up, I have to make a choice to do my practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way that is. And sometimes I go to the gym and I don't make it to my seat. And sometimes mm-hmm. I make it to my seat and I don't make it to the gym and I'm learning to not beat myself up for any of it. Right. Um, yeah. It's just a practice. And every single day, as long as we're like, allowing ourselves to be willing to look at the things that may be limiting us in our life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if there's a dis-ease process, if there's a hypothyroid or hyperthyroid, if there's a irritable bowel or chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia, if there's depression or a mood disorder or hormonal imbalance, yes, there's a physiological aspect to that. No doubt yeah. about it. And can we help treat that? Yeah. That's what functional yeah. health does. Right. Yeah. And for true healing to occur, we have to address all of our parts. I mean, I really wish that I could give my patients, I don't know if I wish this, but my patients wish that I could just give them supplements and change their diet and then everything's going to be better. But we're in a process of evolution on this planet that is calling forth way more than that. Yeah, hugely. So let's, um, I'm curious to get your input on this because, you know, I have my understanding of what quantum healing is at this point sort of talk about it, but if you were to define it, like what, you know, so far we've talked about what's within and, you know, connecting to something greater than ourselves and all that. How do you define and explain what quantum healing really is? Like what, why is that the missing in, even if you do functional health or functional medicine or, you know, some of the more alternative things, there's still a piece missing. And I argue it's what this is, but I love your input. So I'll do my best here. (laughs) (laughs) Not to put you on the spot. (laughs) Oh, please. Um, Okay. So first I just want to say that we're way bigger than our physical body. It's so easy to think that this is all there is when we're not regularly connecting to the deeper parts of ourselves or to spirit or God. And so 
when we start to recognize that we're way bigger than our body, but all we've been addressing is my diet and my supplements and my exercise, but we've been leaving the other part out, which is the, which is the consciousness energetic piece of you. If you're not addressing that and that's where it all begins, then you're not going to get true healing to happen. You, you can, you might get a little progress and you're going to give yourself a pat on the back. Cause yeah, I lost my five pounds, but then you're going to gain it back and you're going to be depressed. And then you're stuck in this cycle. Right. And the thing is all physical experience, be it hypothyroid, digestive disorder, liver disease, prostate issues, whatever it is, infertility, it doesn't matter. Uh, weight, excess weight, it doesn't matter what the problem is in the physical reality. There is an energetic consciousness blueprint to all physicality. All of it. Everything is energy before it's physical, period. And so if we go back and we start to address the energetics and the consciousness, then we're actually addressing it from a, as a root cause resolution. Like truly. <laughs> You know, True. You talk about root cause being something physical, but there's, it's yeah. about energy. Um, and I know a lot of women who listen to this show don't have any energy. And the reason is your energy centers are blocked. That's a whole other conversation and we yeah. can go there or not, but yeah, like to really get to the root, we have to go within and we have to deal with not even deal with, but you know, part of it's about growth and have creating those opportunities to just have your perspective shifted. That's the first pillar right. of how I address anything is like, we have to shift and sometimes yeah. taking the blinders off. Yeah. And you know, there's the thing about therapy. Like I just said, I have a therapist. She's amazing. She's also a shaman. So I have like two in one, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and therapy is so great. Like it's so great mm -hmm. and so necessary and so helpful for so many people today. And what I'd like to say is that when we're in therapy, we're, we're working on a conscious level. Like we're analyzing mm -hmm. the problem. We're getting feedback. We're getting some tools on how to navigate life with this problem. Right. Right. And when we're actually looking at the quantum world and the energetics, we're shifting things far beyond the, the time space continuum. We're shifting things so grand and so small all at the same time that we don't necessarily have to process through, uh, oh, what happened to me with my dad when I was six. And, you know, I'm not saying you don't do that, but when right. we're actually, when we're doing quantum healing work, we don't, we don't really have to go through the storyline because that's a linear time space continuum story that's held in this experience of three-dimensional reality. And quantum healing is, is in a place where there is no time and space. It just is, everything is now. And we have our vibration and there's frequencies. And when our frequency creates something in the physicality that's uncomfortable or has in the past, then we can go back to the energetics, to the quantum and shift the frequency. Then we begin to have change and shift in the, in the creation of what was created or what is being created. And it is all the same. And I, I believe, and I've seen time and time again in my own healing process and with hundreds of my patients that when we do our own healing work in the depths like that, we're not just shifting our own process. We're shifting our mamas, our grandmas, our grandfathers, yeah. our forefathers. Like it, it's like a domino effect when we hit the domino, except when we're working in the quantum, it's not going from A to B. It's going in every, every direction, up, down, side, left, front, back, up, 
and forth all at the same time, because there is no time and space there. It just is right now. So we're shifting things on a, on a level of frequency in the quantum, which raises our uh, consciousness, which allows for a new level of well-being in society and on this planet. And that's what we're seeing happen over COVID. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. And so good. You brought up so many things that I like allude to on the show, but haven't gone in this level of depth on. So I'm so excited that you're here to have this conversation. And, you know, for those listening that like, we're getting into stuff that I think people are afraid of because it can only be explained to a certain extent, but quantum physics has started to, you know, shed light on how we actually exist as energy. And, you know, if you look at like atoms and electrons, I actually just did some of this in in my schoolwork, but you know, shooting electrons through two different slits, there's actually infinite possibilities. You know, you would expect it to be, you know, they just come through the slit in two two places. I just watched a video on this. So I'm going to attempt to explain this and maybe you can help me fill in the dots. And what they found is it's both like energy is both particle and wave and where the quantum realm exists is in wave. And so waves literally have infinite potential because they bounce off each other and create this ripple effect is what you were talking about with it, you know, going all around us. And there are certain ways that we can impact and raise our frequency so that our, our bodies are literally vibrating in a different wave. And like how we are physical matter is an expression of, you know, energy coming together as something solid and it's changeable. And so that's where, you know, you're talking like every, all of our organs have a blueprint and it's how they're accessed is through our energy centers. Another term for that is our chakras. And so starting to increase the energy in those different areas of our body by focusing on things like emotions, I, I think are really our access point to this because some emotions res like vibrate really high frequency levels and like healing levels, like gratitude is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Others like guilt, shame, lack of self-worth, you know, grief are really low. And so when we're storing that stuff, and like you said, they've actually done research on how generational stuff is passed on like energetically <laughs> to us um, yeah. and all of that. So for anyone listening, I, I can show you the research. If you're like, this is weird, just listen to us. This is like where medicine needs to go to really. Yeah, it will. It will. Well, it has no yeah. choice, right? The system is broken the way it is. And more and more people are waking up to that and calling their own shots and yeah, whether it be good or bad, going to Dr. Google before they go to their own doctor, you know, we could argue <laughs> that for sure. But yeah, um, yeah, we're we're seeing a, a shift where people are taking more responsibility for the health. Uh, you know, my mother and my grandmother gave their gave their power away to their doctor, and mm-hmm. I would never want a patient to give their power away. I don't want to hold that. First of all, you know, <laughs> no we are not God. Okay, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to hold your well being. I mean, I'm happy to be your guide, right? But you don't yeah. give it all to me, right? We're going to be in a partnership together here because it's this is your journey, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is so good on so many levels. And, you know, I think when, so like my, I'll just kind of chime in with my own experience just because we have, you know, two different places to inter interplay with this. Like I committed this month to meditation and learning about it. Cause I, I keep seeing all this research about it. I've been hanging out with Joe Dispenza way too much. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with his work, but he does, yeah, he does, you know, he's done a lot of the research around this of, you know, looking at meditation and how it alters our brain. And they're even testing how genes are altered through meditation. And what that allows for is this connecting to the consciousness, you know, to the, 
our spiritual, what, whatever you want to call it and starting to shift and change your energy and really creating from, you know, whatever you want, attaching to that emotion of what that's going to feel like. And then just being that, like being that person. And I have felt so much shift, you know, I've had huge insights into my childhood and where I've held myself back. And like, there's this angry little attention seeking five-year-old who's been running my life. And I finally, like this morning, as of when we're recording this, you know, I just figured that out through meditating and then being like, you know, and it was because I sensed like in my kind of second and third chakras, which is where we store a lot of the negative, you know, low frequency emotions and experience a lot of this, there was just like something was stuck. And I was like, okay, what did, what is that? And I was afraid of something. And like, it's this little five-year-old who's trying to hang on. Um, wow. And so you start to feel these shifts. And now I'm like, I have so much energy and just like this different perspective. And it's not, you know, I can release that. I don't necessarily need to work through all the reasons why she got created, but just knowing that she's been there putting the show. Yeah. And to love her up. Yeah. And to love her up. Right. I mean, I yeah. love she it. wanted love. That's what it was. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And that's <laughs> what she really wants. Yeah. Love and nourishment and acknowledgement and to be held. And yeah, I, yeah, I've done a lot of that work. I appreciate that you shared that uh, and that you actually found that on your own through meditation. Like that's pretty big. Like that's really it big. You want to just yeah. come to that. Right. I had yeah. to be shown. My therapist is like, your six-year-old needs some love. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so I, I was actually meditating with her for, I still do every once in a while, but for a minute, I was like every day we were like, okay, what do you need girl? What do you need? Okay. Let's do this together. Right. Because yeah, from mine, I mean, I had, I mean, I, I think everybody has a story from their childhood where it wasn't great. Right. I had a lot of great things. Don't get me wrong. And there was a, some trauma and, uh, and, and when we have trauma, I see it as fragmentation. We, our personalities become fragmented. We store some away. Don't, don't, you know, you know, you know, if we're not supposed to be loud or don't jump on things or, you know, do things this way or not that way, or be a woman, be a girl, not a boy and, you know, all the things. And, um, so we, fra- we, our personalities get somewhat fragmented and then we tend to shut some of those away that aren't worthy of love. Right. And, and, and I am here to say that those are the parts of yourself that are yearning to be heard, to be played with, to come out, to be danced with, to be felt, to be touched, to be nourished and fed. Yeah. And until you do every diet you follow and, you know, all the exercise you do, every medication you take, it's not really going to get at the root of just freeing you to really be who you were created to be. And that's, yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Michael Lincoln messages from the body? No. Oh, but do you, share. Do share. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you have to look him up. Um, he has, he has left this worldly plane. Unfortunately, I would be all up in his face if not. Um, <laughs> but he wrote a book called messages from the body. He's actually got many, and that's like a textbook compared to uh, you can heal your body by Louise Hay. Surely you know that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so it's it's a it's similar to that, but it's way deeper than okay. what Louise Hay is doing. I love Louise Hay's work. Don't get me wrong, but if you're like from a clinical perspective, want to really look at the neuroemotional pieces of dysfunction in the body, very clear and well stated. Um, but in there, he and just like Louise Hay, they they talk about how. Um, certain emotions get stored in our tissues or certain traumas and experiences get stored in our tissues. And so like, for instance, right now I'm running this 12 week program uh, around uh, spring in the third chakra. 
And we're working in, in the realm of liver, liver energy mm-hmm. uh, and the core wound of shame, which is held in the third chakra. Uh, and by the way, guilt is in the second chakra. I know you just yep. spoke to that. Um, so there's, you know, this, all this stuff. And in, in the liver, we hold the, uh, the energies of rage and uh, irritation and anger and those kinds of feelings. Right. And so whenever I, um, whenever I meet somebody and then I can, I can see like most people, if they have a liver imbalance, they'll have a specific body shape. So I, I study something called bioenergetics and it's, it's a, it's a structure it's, we call it character structure. So the body forms itself based on your character. And for instance, when somebody is third chakra imbalance, which is just for those who don't know, is the chakra that's in your solar plexus. It's your, it's like the big sun that shines and radiates forth and gives you courage. And it's your center of power and willpower and stand up for meanness or for whatever it is you're standing up for in the world. And if there's liver imbalance there or an imbalance in the third, which who knows what comes first, right? Uh, mm-hmm. liver or third, <laughs> um, I say energetics first, but you know, um, yeah. and there's anger there. Maybe we're standing up for something and we're, and we're fighting the good fight. And maybe that is a, a place perfectly placed for you to be. I know I have a friend in my life and she's like, I just want to like put it out there. And I'm like, that's perfect. If that's what you're passionate about doing and you're doing that in a balanced way and it's not causing upheaval in your life, your body go for that. Right. Like for me personally, I'm not one, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in, but I don't want to fight the fight. I really want to create oneness and collaboration as much as I can. And, 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 and create bridges within communities and people and, and groups and, and within people's selves. Right. So that we don't have to have this fragmentation where we're storing away little parts of ourselves somewhere because they're not worthy or they shouldn't be seen or they shouldn't be heard and addressing these emotional qualities as you spoke to earlier around, and I'm just using the liver example, every tissue has its own thing. Um, These qualities of anger and, and, and really like asking, like, what is that about? And how can we create healing in that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. Really good. And, you know, not, this is where we start to marry emotional and the physical, right? Cause I know like every single woman I work with and the majority of the U S population, I would argue have a liver issue because of, you know, whether it's energetic or a food source or, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of different things that compound it. Yeah. And then how do we really truly heal that? Like, yeah, you can take milk thistle and do all the stuff. Like I do a lot with, you know, helping to detox the body physically, but we have to go beyond that and get more into, you know, this emotional and energetic and how do we release the stuff that's in our way and yeah. basically giving the blueprint for our, our bodies to not work the way they should. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's what the, the stagnant energy or the negative feelings, if you want to call them that, I don't know if there are any negative feelings, but the things that the traumas that we have stored in our body can disrupt flow um, that we have something called a toric field where energy comes down and, and rotates around in this, in this beautiful flow, it looks kind of like an apple. And, um, you know, if, and, and we have layers of our energy field that relate to each chakra. And if there's, you know, if there's something stored in my field over here and the flow can't go through there, then there's a current that doesn't get expressed or it gets expressed in a dysfunctional way. That's going to show up in my physical body. And those are the things that that's where I say the quantum healing happens is, is when we go to that and that, that trauma or that emotion or that belief or that toxicity, even right. We can have energetic toxicity 
uh, is, is the core wound, right. Is the core yeah. of creating that, that root cause. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even, I liked what you said about, you know, not being sure if there are negative emotions. There's just like, there's different vibrations, right. Of our emotions. And we've been able to like, we've been able to measure that. And so it's bringing it back into balance because you can go too far. Like you can have excess of something yeah, totally. and like that will also <laughs> impact how your body expresses itself as well. So it's, it's finding like the harmonious point where it's like, we're at the symphony, you know, or I, I play violin and I was an orchestra in college and you know, the, <laughs> the brass section had some issues, right? There were some disharmonious parts <laughs> of that. And it's almost like our body, everything needs to be in sync and, you know, have this beautiful expression of, musicality is another way to yeah I mean I was a great example of excess today when I was leaving my girlfriend's house and uh, I was out of my body trying to drive my car right like oh I'm not only like disconnected from my body I'm trying to drive a car and I'm putting other people at risk here right it's not just my my own life so you know every single thing every single little thing matters absolutely Mm -hmm. um Okay. So I, we could probably talk about this all day. I have a feeling, but how do we, let's kind of recap and just give, you know, for some people, this might be, maybe we're marrying some pieces together that you've been like, this was how it was for me. I'm like, Oh, suddenly everything makes sense. When I started to understand quantum and I'm like, you know, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. And at the same time, it's like, you know, all these things that, yeah. Newtonian oh. physics and science has never been able to explain suddenly becomes understandable. And for others, you might be like, holy crap, this is like so outside the box. I don't, what do I do? So, so where do we start to just get curious and like, what, what's your recommendations on coming into our folds? Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So just as a recap, you're bigger than your body. Mm-hmm. You are way bigger than your body. And every physical experience has an energetic blueprint or a consciousness blueprint. And so if there's something that's happening in the physical world, you can bet that there's a consciousness slash energetic blueprint that is creating that physical experience. And so our goal would be to change things on a, on an energetic consciousness level. And yes, you can do that in therapy, but there's also other things that it's probably going to take because you want to get out of the analytical mind. Uh, So things like meditation, yoga, breath work, prayer, you know, um, I, I, you know, you mentioned it's hard to wrap your head around probably for some people. And I would, I would offer that. Don't even try wrapping your head around it. Don't analyze it. No, your head is not where it is, right? It's just getting in, getting, get it into a feeling of your, in your body. And, you know, there's, there's something called spiritual bypassing where there's, you know, we have all this trauma or this unresolved dysfunction in the, in the consciousness. And we, we try to to, to soften it or put like salve on it by doing these other practices without it, without hoping, hoping that we never have to address that underlying stuff. And, you know, as my boyfriend would say, he'd be like, that's like putting lipstick on a pig. Right. So we don't want to do that. We want to come into a place where we're fully in honor and of our own self, our own, our own, who we be at our core and like whatever it takes for us to wake up to that, to, to, because who you think you are may not be who you are, who you think you are is probably who you've been programmed to be for most people. Right. And, and so the, the unwinding of who you think you to be into who you actually are to be able to express your authentic truth with a capital T is where quantum healing happens. This is where true healing happens because 
the storylines of, oh, you know, I can't get well, I can't lose the weight and all that stuff go away when we align ourselves with something greater. When we say yes to the greatness that is the create that created us and that heals our body, that um, that, that is us, right? We're, we are that. And so when we can say yes to that, we have so much power that comes because it's not like I'm having to effort my way through life. I'm having to effort my way to get well. I'm having to do the thing. It's it, we become a magnet for grace to come into our life and really bless us in the ways that we need to. Now, I'm not saying I don't have trouble. Don't worry. (laughs) I have my own things, right? And what I do know is that each and every single thing that I am offered in my life, no matter how painful, is an opportunity for me to grow and to expand into more of who I really am. And that's honestly all I ever want to offer for people is how how do we create that? Yeah. And I love that term create, you know, one of my biggest realizations in my own kind of journey into my five-year-old that's hanging on and like, no, pay attention to me. Um, <laughs> was a, I created so much of, you know, what I view as negative in my life to, to the extent of like, just to give a, a really brief recap and creation is an, another thing. Like we have to tap into that place where we have almost get lost in a trance because that's where a lot of this, you know, getting out of our analytical mind and getting into this insight comes from, you know, I can, I'm capable of doing that, playing my violin or drawing or, you know, meditation is another thing, but like whatever your tool and access point is going to be, make time to actually do it. So that that's number one. But, you know, I got really, I had this like Pollyanna syndrome growing up because that was how I got attention and nurturing from my mom. And she's probably going to listen to this and like freak out, but that's okay. <laughs> that that was my experience of life, right? And I recognized, like, when I was twelve, I developed all these health problems. And in seeing that, I can now see how that was what got created because of my limiting beliefs and all of this stuff. And so, you know, when we can step outside of that, like, we're actually capable of creating something in totally new, totally new body, totally in you know, it's. It, the access point is through here. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just that. being grateful. I like that you brought that up. Like gratitude is a huge healer. Right. And can we come into a place of true gratitude mm-hmm. for all the things, right. For the trauma, yeah. for the hurts, for the brokenness, for, for our body, the way it is with all its roles and cellulite and, you know, whatever else you got going on there, one arm, whatever. Can we find true gratitude for that? Because, um, that's, that's where, that's where we start to find, um, our flow. Yes. Yeah. And as the other thing that I was thinking of, you know, so much of who we think ourselves to be is probably in conflict with who we truly are. And that's absolutely this, true. And it's like this, you know, it takes effort, right? It's sucking our energy. It's like, we're, you know, at constant conflict with ourselves. And that's how I've kind of viewed like, oh my gosh, like it's exhausting yeah. to look at how this has been influencing me and just being open to really discovering yourself, like curiosity. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for that. And if anybody, if, if I could just offer anything to walk away with, it's just a little bit of openness and curiosity about what could be for you. Right. Like, I mean, no one's ever going to be like you and no one's ever going to be like me, but what would it be like to be exactly like you? all of you listening, right? Yeah. Those yeah. people, right? Your own individual self. What would it be like to be 
fully that, right? I, uh, I too had the little girl thing going on and um, had realized, oh man, she got shut down so much that for me now in my life, I'm, I have to really play a lot. Like I have to like dances. I, I teach something called sensually embodied dance and it's a huge expressive art for me and a, and a somatic therapy all in one. But if I'm not doing things like that or, or turning cartwheels or standing on my hands or sleeping with a stuffed animal or whatever it is in any given moment, you know, for whatever she needs, uh, then I find myself lost and confused and upset and, and, having a lot of angst because I'm, because I project out because something's not right out there. Right. But it's actually because I'm not honoring my, my, the truth of who I be. Yes. We mm-hmm. have to honor ourselves. Yeah. Essentially embodied dance is a really beautiful practice. I do that uh, live and I'm starting a virtual course, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but it really is a, a container for women to, land into an intimate conversation with themselves in such a way that they begin to learn how to find pleasure in what is, what it, what is. So uh, the pleasure of our curves, the pleasure of our breath, the pleasure of, uh, you know, our inner thighs, the pleasure in that side, my science seems to seem so naughty. Right. And then there's also pleasure there. Right. And so even though it may be like a naughty place for us to be, uh, then why do we deny it? Right. And, and honestly, as women, this is where our power is in our pelvic floor. Like that is where our power is as women. And we are creators and we, we create from this space that in our society has not allowed us to be fully embodied in unless, unless you're like African-American, like I so appreciate that African-American women, cause they're so available in their thighs and their hips and their groundedness and their lower body. But most, most of most American women are like, Oh, I'm going to be in my heart and I'm going to forget about all that other stuff. That's so shameful down there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a whole other conversation. We might have to do that. Awesome. Yeah. So Dr. Brandy, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me. These are the conversations I really enjoy on the, on the <laughs> podcast. Um, for those listening, if they want to connect with you, like, you know, around dance and some of the, like, just the stuff you're doing. Want more Dr. Brandy? How do they find you? And all Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I do outside of central dance. I do work with uh, clients one-on-one uh, and all over the, all over the country, uh, some in Canada. <laughs> um, so yeah. we can do that virtually or in person. If you're in my area, I am in the Boulder area right now. Uh, plan to be here for a little while. You can visit my website. I'm in the process of, of getting a new website up. So if there's a little dysfunction there, bear with me for a minute. Uh, but it's drbrandyvictory.com. Uh, you're also welcome to reach out via email at drbrandy at biohacksforwomen.com. And I'm sure you'll just put all the links there. Or you can give yes. us a call 303-619-7766. I'm also the host of a podcast called The Ultimate Biohack for Women. So you're welcome to go listen in if you want to get a little deeper insight as to where I come from. Uh, and yeah, and just know I'm here to help you. If you want to get on on the next 12 week virtual central and body dance, reach out. I'm going to be starting that in May. So yay. All right. Well, again, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun and I, think it'll, I hope, I hope that it impacts everyone in a positive way just to start that curiosity. Yeah. You know, and, and it may not, 
which is okay. Okay. Which is okay. <laughs> and I would just offer that if you're feeling weirdness around it, angst, upset, or any kind of odd emotion that that isn't in the vein of curiosity and well-being, uh, just ask yourself why. Yeah. You know. And every there there are so many different paths to the same destination, and not one path is the right way. It's whatever is right for you. So you'll know if you're being called to do this work, you'll know, and you'll pick up the phone or you'll write an email, and you'll be like, "So turned on, you can't say no." And those are the people that I desire to work with. And everyone else will find their way into wherever realm or or pathway they need for their own well being and healing too. Absolutely, and yeah. all we do is show up and have the conversations and ignite the curiosity yes thank you so much thank you for tuning in to emerge the health podcast for busy high-performing women where we provide you with the tools information and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed overworked and overweight to vibrant energetic and on fire if you enjoyed the show please head over to itunes to subscribe and also leave us a review Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm -hmm.